0: Live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie Dew.
1: Hey there. It is great to be back as the music fades into nothingness Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm back with you and it's a great feeling to be here on episode three of the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. As my cohort Doug Donant said, by the way, when you're listening to that, do you, do you picture me just getting up to no good in Toronto? Still shots interspliced with video shots of, you know, perhaps I'm squirting mustard on a hot dog at a hot dog vendor cart or or maybe i'm skateboarding awkwardly who knows uh what i get up to during those opening credits you'll just have to use your imagination and go from there this is a great episode coming up for you uh i i'm Visiting with John Schneider, who is the head hot show over at the SNL Network. If you're not subscribed to that podcast, march on over and, and do that. Uh, become a patron as well if, if you're so inclined. Lots of great SNL coverage there and lots of great SNL coverage uh, elsewhere. We're, we're, we're going to talk to some players in the SNL podcast game as we move forward in, in this uh, endeavor. Added to the ballot, this episode, will be Steve Martin in the host category. So that's pretty exciting. John has a great way of breaking it down as well. And, uh, well, why don't we just get right into it? This is my interview with John Schneider, where we talk about Steve Martin entering the SNL Hall of Fame.
2: Jamie, So, you know, if we're going to talk about any Hall of Fame, whether it's, you know, Canton for the NFL or Cooperstown for the MLB, you start to think, like, can I tell the story of Major League Baseball without this person or the story of the National Football League without this person? Well, when you're talking about, you know, the Hall of Fame for Saturday Night Live, you cannot tell the story of Saturday Night Live without Steve Martin. This is a guy who hosted 15 times. He had the record for hosting for the majority of the run of the show. He was very involved with the original cast and really helped, you know, make Saturday Night Live huge in its first five years. And throughout the entire history of the show, you know, you have hosting gigs and cameos and just Steve Martin is in the consciousness of Saturday Night Live throughout its entire history. So we really can't tell the story of SNL without him.
1: Yeah, great point. And I mean, he had such a phenomenal run off the top as well. I mean, he was before five timers were even a thing. He was a five timer two and a half years into his, in into his run. I mean, this was a guy that was hosting two, sometimes three times a year, uh, in those, in those seventies years. So really pretty spectacular.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it was. It was. You know. You know. For the first five years, there were people who host, hosted a couple times a season. You know, you don't see that so much now in, in present years. But basically, you know, the first season it was experimental. There was, you know, nothing like Saturday Night Live in the way that it was just, you know, so big in pop culture and and these cast members, this the original Not Ready for Primetime players, they blew up and, and at the beginning of season two, you know, a lot of people think, you know, Steve Martin was in season one, but he wasn't. He was brought in right at the beginning of season two, this big name, October 23rd, 1976. He comes in and he instantly falls in love with this original cast and ends up hosting twice in season two, Three times in season three and then twice in season five. It, it, you know, it even he has eight hosting appearances in the first five years. It was just, it was really crazy.
1: <laughs> and he missed season one. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. So, so basically, he's he's has eight hosting appearances in four years, uh, which is something that's that's unheard of. You know, you do have those long runs where you have John Goodman and Alec Baldwin in the uh, in the 90s and stuff like that, uh, Timberlake in the in the mid 2000s. But, you know, there's really nothing like, um, there's really nothing like Steve Martin and his uh connection with this cast. It was almost like he was a cast member for the first five years.
1: It really was. In particular, I always I always got the sense that he and Bill Murray really, really clicked. Now, of course, there was the great stuff with um Dan Aykroyd as well, and with all the cast members, but there was just, you know, a couple opening monologues I remember specifically with Bill Murray. What was oh, yeah. your fami- familiarity with um with some of the monologues and some of the more memorable sketches in the 70s?
2: Well, I think, you know, when at the time when Lauren was bringing in, you know, different, uh, you know, different hosts to come in, you know, similar to now, they'll meet with the cast on a Monday and they'll write the show, you know, in their voice, almost, you know, a, a Steve Martin episode is a Steve Martin episode. And, you know, Steve Martin is not only an actor, he's also a musician, and you see him, you know, every episode he's in, in the 70s, you know, he's coming in with his banjo, he's playing some music, and, you know, that's something that's fairly unique compared to, you know, other episodes, um, you know, unless, obviously, a Paul Simon is hosting or something like that, Um, but, you know, Steve Martin, you know you're going to get some music. And then you also get, you know, this guy who, you know, we talk about, you know, recurring characters in the, in the thirties and the twenties of SNL, but really in the seventies, there was a bunch of recurring sketches like the cone heads, the, the fest drunk brothers, you know, George and Yartuk, the wild and crazy guys. Right. Um, You know, Theodoric of York. Uh, You talked about Bill Murray. There was the nerds. And you can go back to some of those sketches. And Steve Martin is in a bunch of those sketches. So it's almost like he was a cast member for some of the most memorable moments of the first five years.
1: Yeah, I remember really vividly the 15th anniversary. I wore that out on VHS. Uh, It was an NBC special. And there were so many... In the montage, so many Steve Martin moments that growing up, quite honestly, prior to seeing this 15th year, 15 year anniversary, I often thought he was in the cast, you know, I, I really did.
2: For sure. I think a lot of people did. I mean, I think that you can make an argument, you know, and and this was the, you know, a lot of people now they think of the the main hosting rivalry because of, you know, certain sketches that happened in the 2000s, which I'm sure we're going to get to, you know, the main rivalry is Alec Baldwin versus, uh, you know, Steve Martin, but the original rivalry. You know, in terms of hosting for for SNL, and it's all friendly; it's nothing, nothing sinister. But the original rivalry was Buck Henry that's versus right. Steve Martin, who you know Buck Henry hosts ten times in the first five years. And you mentioned that fifteenth anniversary show, and really, like that's the last time Buck Henry appears on SNL. That you have this sketch between you know uh, Buck Henry and Steve Martin on the fifteenth anniversary show.
1: Yeah. Oh boy, um, the rivalry stuff is really great, and we'll get there for sure. But before we before we go you know too much deeper into the the hosting um, exhibits that he's put forth over the years, I have a question for you, and it is, what do you look for in I guess we'll use the term Hall of Fame hosts what like what are the qualifiers for you that make somebody that uh, that that excels somebody to the next level of that hosting you know sort of thing?
2: Yeah, I think it's, you know, somebody who transcends the show. Like, I think you, you know, if you saw that card come up on screen, you know, between commercial breaks and you saw that next week the show was going to be hosted by a Steve Martin, you know, it's like people who don't watch SNL are going to tune in that week to watch Steve Martin because they know it's a special episode. And I think, you know, it just there's there's just quality of work, you know, we talk about baseball or NFL or any Hall of Fame, um, you know, you look at like the longevity and the quality of work over time. You know, he's been around for generations and different casts on the show, consistently putting in great work um, that, like I said, you can't tell the story of, of SNL without Steve Martin, who was never working for SNL. You know, he he was brought in as a guest and, and it's amazing to, to talk about.
1: What I think is really fascinating, and you might have updated numbers on this, but he's hosted 15 times and he's also guested 15 times. I don't know if your numbers bear that out.
2: Yeah, no, I, I believe I believe you're right. I mean, he's uh, a lot of his cameo appearances came later on in the run. I mean, he hasn't hosted since 2009, so okay. you know most of. And I don't know if we're going to get another hosting appearance uh, from him at his age, but you are right. I mean, you have fifteen. He has about. Uh, I think it's actually sixteen cameos. So he one okay. came one came pre recorded um, when Alec Baldwin tied his record in a monologue. Oh, yeah.
1: So this. Are there any other big key moments in the seventies that you that you um, cleave to? You know, when you think of Steve Martin, yeah. So there's this
2: there's this episode, uh, Jamie, that you can't you can't talk about Saturday Night Live without talking about April twenty second, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, you know, this is one of the most famous shows in the history of the show. This is the Steve Martin Blues Brothers show, right. and it is so famous. For so many reasons, Um, you know, one being the Blues Brothers being, you know, the musical guests, you know, having John Belushi and and Danny Aykroyd being the, you know, their cast members, but they were also the musical guests. So that was so unique. Um, Then you have this King Tut sketch which is, you know, one of the most famous SNL sketches you can think of um, that Steve brought onto the show. He wrote for the show. And then when you go back to the 40th anniversary, he breaks that out once again, you know, 35 years later. Um, So there's that. And then there is this sketch in there that, you know, SNL fans, you know, it gives you goosebumps whenever you think about it. But there's this, you know, really famous dancing in the dark sketch with Gilda, um, you know, where they, you know, they get up from the table and they're dancing and, and everything else is silent behind them. And perfect. It, it's so, it's so perfect and so unique. And, 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 you know, most people think of that one and they obviously think of the, the Jan hooks and Phil Hartman pre-tape that happened mm-hmm. in the late eighties. But when you talk about the great Gilda Radner and her history with the show, um, you know, you can't t- not talk about this sketch with Steve Martin, which he ends up hosting on the day she passes in 1989. And, you know, instead of going out and doing a monologue, he, he says, I would like to just play you something and goes back and plays this sketch from 1978.
1: So wonderful. It's so it makes it more wonderful almost because um he's so absurd normally, you know, in in his in his non-straight-up performances, it's very absurd, Steve Martin that you get. Um, now, of course, you know he was known for his absurdity, but to see him do something so tender and warm, and um, now there's some funny moments in it as well. You don't, you know, just just watch it. That sketch is 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 perfect, and she's the perfect um, person to do it with him. Absolutely.
2: So, yeah. And look, I mean, if you want a couple of other extra, you know, nuggets from the from the mid uh, from the late seventies, really, like um, one of the cool things was there was this sketch that he he also did with Gilda, where there was a restaurant sketch. Um, near the end of the November 4th, 1978 show, where they're in the middle of the sketch. And suddenly, NBC decides to go to commercial. (laughs) And that is so unique. Um, You know, you never see Yeah, you really never see that that often now where a sketch gets cut halfway through, but they were running short on time. And the the sketch gets cut. And like, it's halfway through, they just stop talking. And um, you know, it goes to the good nights after the commercial and, and Steve basically says like, I'm sorry, we didn't have time to finish the sketch, but next time I host, we'll finish it. <laughs> and they never did. Um, That's
1: so great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and really it's like, like I said, uh, you know, if, if the show had stopped after the first five years, you know, we talked about Buck Henry. Absolutely. You know, Lily Tomlin, there's, there's a few different hosts from the first five years that are really notable. Uh, Candice Bergen, but, Bergen for sure, yeah. you know, but you can't. You know, you, you can't talk about the first five years without Steve Martin. Um, and then it continues. And 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 tell me what, what you want to get into, you know, past those first five years.
1: Well, I think he shows up again, December 6, 86. And I, I feel like that's the episode that he's on with um, the three amigos. So it's not straight up. It's not straight up him. It's He's sharing his time with Chevy Chase and Martin Short. But I think that the time he shows up with I want to say, Sting. No, yeah. it's not. It's not Sting. What's? What is the one that he shows up and his monologue is that he's not going to phone it in? Is that eighty nine or ninety one?
2: Um, I believe that is ninety one.
1: Yeah, I really James Taylor. I really thought that was a really great monologue.
0: Seven minutes to wear, Mr. Martin. Right. Is that- So you remember when Bill Murray came when you were the medieval barber and he came with his legs all broken from being dragged by the ox cart after having too much mead? Yeah, what about it? That was awesome. (laughs) That was a long time ago. Steve, you want my lines for our scene? Uh, We have a sketch together. Is it on cue cards? I guess so. What's the problem? <laughs> Mr Martin, before I go, I was wondering, I found this in wardrobe and I was wondering if you could sign it. It's my old King Tut costume. I remember this. This is back when the show meant something. <laughs> back when I used to care. Mr Martin. Steve? Something's up there. Something's in the air. Don't know how, don't know why. Got a feeling tonight's the night. I'm actually gonna try Not gonna phone it in tonight Not gonna go through the motions tonight This time I'm really gonna do the best I can Mr. Q-Card Man, put those down over there For some reason tonight I care you care? That's right! That's why I'm not gonna phone it in tonight Not gonna read my screenplay during the songs tonight I can walk through my parts and still be hilarious I've done it so often before But look at these faces, look at this fat guy He wants more, he wants more Hey, I'm not that fat Please Many times I faked it Just because I could I'm that good I'm that good But 20% Won't do tonight Mr. Martin, I'll do it for you Tonight Gonna do something Different tonight Something says not to Just do Pat tonight show. But something tells me that if I were, I'd be raring to go. I'm not gonna get liquored up tonight. I'm not gonna have a drink tonight. I'm not gonna drink till update is through. That's a promise to you, you are I'll drink till I spew But for now, I'm clear-headed for you I hide behind these wigs and this makeup But tonight I'm gonna let myself shine through Yes, they're gonna see the real Phil Hartman tonight I wouldn't do that, Phil Okay (laughs) Follow me, everyone. Let's go make an effort! Not gonna have dead air tonight. Gonna seem as if we care tonight. But, Steve, why do you care? Aren't you rich? I'm worth 17 million. I could buy and sell you and you and you a thousand times over. But tonight there's a show to do. Five minutes to a monologue, Mr. Martin. Thanks, Joe. I can't ever get fired I've got a union job But somehow tonight It doesn't matter that I'm in with the mob What's going on? Oh, we're going to do our best tonight, Lauren. What? The show's on automatic pilot. I don't even come in until Saturday. Lauren, don't you see? That's not the way it was in the 70s. Back in the 70s, people cared. They they believed in something. Now it's the 80s and everything's yuppie, yuppie, yuppie. Spend, spend, spend. Steve, it's the 90s. Whatever. (laughs) The point is... I've always wanted to see How good I could be I just want to know... Then go, Steve, go, and do a great show! Thank you, and I've never felt so alive! God, I feel young again! I feel 38! Come on, everybody!
2: Um, oh, it is. A, it is a classic monologue. Um, but, be, <laughs> but, be, but before we even get into that, Jamie, I mean, um, I, I'll give you like another interesting note, because, you know, you can't uh, like I said, you can't talk about Steve Martin without talking about the Lorne years because he really didn't appear during the Dumanian and Ebersol stuff. But um, there is a a weird note that there is a canceled episode of oh. SNL from the writer strike May 2nd. 1981, which is when Ebersol takes over from Dumanian, wants to bring the show back to what it was supposed to be because you know the beginning of season six is is not great, and uh, you know he wants to bring in some of the all time hosts. There was going to be a Buck Henry episode, our 11th you know hosted episode that never happened, and there was going to be Steve Martin's ninth episode, May 2nd, 1981. Unfortunately, we have a writer's strike, and and you know as you know the the show has a history of you know great episodes that were canceled because
1: of writer's strike. Oh, boy. No, I didn't know that. That's really a great one. Yeah. That's a great poll.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we see him briefly in 1982 cameoing in a good nights with, um, with, uh, Uh, eddie murphy and you know but but that's it and then and then like you said december 6 1986 uh season 12 which is the start of the next great cast you know you think of your your dana carvey phil hartman cast that's the the next golden cast that we have probably you know for a few years and then probably for another 20 years and um you know just just him you know reappearing on the show really made you feel like snl was back
1: it did. It, it truly did. And I, I can remember that's around the time I started watching was 86 and I watched a little bit in 85, but 86, it was when I, when I caught on. And although several of the hosts, I didn't know because I, they just weren't part of my zeitgeist. Um, Steve Martin was always one that I looked forward to and that I saw, uh, that I would definitely make sure to see when I was, um, you know checking out SNL until it became absolutely regular in around 87. So he shows up again in 87 and then 89 with Tom Petty and the uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But going back to that December 14th 91 with James Taylor episode and the um not going to phone it in tonight. It's so fun because at this point he he's went from being this this host that was that just had this track record of showing up and killing and destroying on the show and showing up, you know, eight times in four years to then, you know, three appearances and then really making fun of himself in this fourth appearance of the new Lauren era, you know, that uh, the, he, uh, he, at this point is way bigger than the show, even though he's, you know, appearing on the show if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think you can't talk about, you know, his late 80s and early 90s appearances without talking about um, a different episode, uh, Jamie, which isn't hosted by Steve Martin, but it's actually hosted by Tom Hanks. And, you know, he, in 1990, Tom Hanks hosts an episode where he gets his, you know, five-timers club, That's right. um, you know, his card, which gives him entrance to the five-timers club. And, you know, uh, that is, you know, really the first cameo of Steve Martin, um, you know, when he's or one of the first few cameos of Steve Martin when he's not actually hosting the show. But, you know, Tom Hanks walks in and Steve's and sees uh, Steve Martin and Elliot Gould and and Paul Simon and, and you know, different people in the lounge. And, and, you know, I think that's the moment where SNL becomes, you know, so much bigger because it's like, oh, there's a lot of meta nature here where the show can talk about how, you know it successes Um, are so big that if somebody hosts five times, they get rewarded for it.
1: That's yeah, you're, you're completely right. It lended credence to that, uh, premise, like right off the bat to see Steve Martin in there. And yeah, really a new sort of era, a meta era. Interesting. I hadn't considered it that way for sure.
2: Yeah, and then you know it's uh, we we mentioned like the Steve Martin, um, Buck Henry rivalry at the beginning, but you know then the '90s as as you know Steve Martin is is such a huge star and maybe isn't around the show as much as he was at the beginning because because of his love of that original cast, and then you start having other guys you know creeping a little bit closer to his record. You have you know the John Goodman's and and the Alec Baldwin's, and I would say that you know. When you think about Steve Martin's, uh, you know, last, you know, 25 years with SNL, it's really defined by his relationship with Alec Baldwin, who ends up overtaking his record as, you know, the show continues.
1: Are there any moments in that rivalry that stand out to you uh, that you want to speak to?
2: I mean, for me, um, there is a, a big break in his hosting appearances where he ends up coming back in 2006. Yes. And it is there. There is a cold open there where it, it's so great. And, you know, this is this is my favorite era of the show uh, personally. Um, okay. But if I'm trying to be objective about, you know, Steve Martin, I, I watch this cold open and he's out for dinner with Kelly Ripa <laughs> and they're, they're on a date and he takes some sort of, you know, like Viagra. And it, that the joke is that Kelly says on the date, hey, do you know that Alec Baldwin is about to steal your hosting record? Uh, that night and he gets up leaves her alone and runs to 8h and ends up like throwing alec baldwin off of 30 rock
1: yes he rolled up in a mat or a rug
2: exactly <laughs> um and it's it, it's so funny and It just starts this this competition that the two of them end up having where Alec Baldwin ends up winning out, you know, probably due to age, you know, him and he ends up hosting more times and then um, obviously has, you know, a lot of connections with the show just beyond. you know like his his political impressions all that stuff like that but um you know you start to see it and then there's a a platinum lounge uh sketch in late 2006 where uh you know Alec you know f- goes in because he's hosted um x number of times and they go in and they're trying to kill each other by pouring p- uh poison in each
1: other's glasses yes you know he's got the poison in his ring at first and then they switch the glasses that's so tremendous,
2: and it's it's so great, and that that's the kind of stuff that you love to see because uh, you know when you're you know the the number one thing um, you know when you think about sports and a lot of times you're talking about Hall of Fame you think about sports you think about like your insiders you know like your Ken Rosenthal's or your Adam Schefter's from different sports and what kind of news they're gonna break. And you know they'll often say like so and so is signing with a team or or uh, you know so and so is retiring well, whatever it is news about sports. But when you get news about Saturday Night Live, it's always like who's going to host, who's going to be the That's musical right. guest, and and how is that going to affect um, you know the the rankings? And I come to you from you know my podcast SNL Stats, which is a little bit more analytics and statistics. And for me, it's always fascinating if I found out later in this year that. Steve Martin is going to host the show again. That is so monumental in terms of his impact on the overall rankings. Um, So those things are, are so fascinating to look at when he comes back and hosts in 2006 and 2009 is competing with Baldwin. It's just, it's so great for the show.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he's a really amazing pick. And uh, I have to say my personal favorite episode is that one on February 4th, 2006. Prince was the musical guest and almost every sketch to me landed that episode there's so many great 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 memories is there if you had to encapsulate things in into one brief sentence as to why he belongs in the SNL Hall of Fame what would you what would you sum it up as
2: well look i would say that you know the show the, the show's biggest celebration was the 40th anniversary of Saturday night live in 2015 And, you know, after JT and Jimmy Fallon did the cold open, there's, you know, it's time for, you know, this crazy long list of people who they're going to introduce for the night as cast members. And then you get into the traditional monologue. And who is out there, you know, in front of a bunch of different styles of hosts, you have like your Peyton Mannings and your different musical guests that have hosted and, you know, different Miley Cyrus is up there, you know, there's all these different types of comedians and, but Steve Martin is front and center in front of you know, the hosts on the 40th anniversary, you know, introducing basically he's the host of all hosts. And there's just no way that you can have a Hall of Fame without having Steve Martin in it.
1: Well, it gets funky at the end there. <laughs> Just a little bass right at the tail end of that uh, hit. Wasn't that great? That was a great time spent with uh, Mr. Schneider there of the John Ilk as he led us through this real clear and concise you know, argument as to why Martin belongs in the hall. So now it's up to you. When voting opens, whether or not John made a compelling enough argument for you to cast a ballot for Mr. Martin, we shall see. You only get 12 votes. And, you know, when the full ballot is revealed, you're going to have a difficult time casting those 12 votes. And here's the thing. You don't even have to cast 12. You can cast up to 12. So you might be a real pernickety person who who thinks this is the Hall of Fame. This is my definition of the Hall of Fame. You know, it's only this echelon of people or this caliber of people that you're, you know, focusing on. So we'll see. We'll see how this all plans out. If, if you want to know more information about the voting process, I would say your best bet is to either shoot me an email, jamie at snlhof.com, or visit. SNLHOF.com, the website, and there's um, some information there for you. You can uh, subscribe so that you'll get the voting list sent to you. You can just do it over social, uh, etc. when the time comes. So there's that. That's what I've got for you. And I hope you enjoyed yourself this week in the hall. Uh, for goodness sake, for goodness sake. Turn out the lights on your way out, because for now, the hall is closed.
0: Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. You can find everything you need to know about the show at SNLHOF.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcast. This is Doug Danant saying, this is Doug Danant saying, see you next month in the hall.
1: some such.